to episode four of the new season of Budding Business. I'm Chase Gibson. I'm Michael Dukoski. And we do have a very special guest today. She actually came all the way from Little Miami for this interview, and we're very grateful to have her here today. But I'm not going to spoil too much. I'll let Michael go ahead and take it away. So this whole podcast is centered around the soft skills that allow businessmen and women to excel in their careers, hence the name Budding Business. This is why I'm honored to introduce C.C. Collins, the CEO of the Low Miami Chamber Alliance. I mean, it, it just does not get any more business than that. All right, welcome back to Budding Business, and we are honored to be joined by Ms. C.C. Collins. Uh, Mrs. Collins, how are you today? I'm doing great, thanks. You guys can call me C.C. C.C., all right, all right. All right. Yeah, so um, if you could just start out by like introducing yourself, kind of like your background and sort of what you do now. Yep, yeah. Um, so uh, again, my name is Cece Collins, um, and a lot of people want want to know what Cece stands for. Cecilia. So the mystery okay. is solved. <laughs> um, my parents just said right away she's going to be Cece. So um, I went to Xavier University. Um, and this is not a slam on the University of Cincinnati. I oh. came down here. Um, I used to, to swim, and so I was in Cincinnati a lot from Dayton. Sure. And I thought, I'm going to go to the big city in Cincinnati, and all I knew was University of Cincinnati. But that was like 35 years ago. And I mention this because um, just with your all's age, I think it's important to know where schools were. I went and looked at University of Cincinnati, and I was terrified. I'm not going to lie. I was just, <laughs> just, I was, you know, from a small town, I was terrified. So. Looked at it, went home, kind of in tears, like, what am I going to do now? Where am I going to go to school? My dad goes, ah, there's this other school. It's going to cost a lot more money. It's in Cincinnati. <laughs> they have a swim team, which is why I was, you know. So I ended up at Xavier. Now, my caveat to that is, is I've been down to UC's campus many times um, over the past several years. It's amazing. I would go there today. So they have transformed themselves. And I have a son that goes there. So no dissing on uh, well, I, I, I mean, cats. I, I, yeah, I don't. I'm a fan. I'm not offended at all. I mean, I, like I mentioned before, I'm an IU fan. Yeah, same yeah, I so went, I'm not really. Yeah, we're both IU fans. So, <laughs> all right. And I was actually at the IU UC game. So that's okay. kind of. They, right, they beat good. IU, so I'm a little bit salty uh, with uh, UC yeah. right now, but yeah. we'll see how that goes. No, but, I, yeah. I, I just, you know, we don't have, I looked at basketball, so that's all I've yeah. got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't yeah, really talk about the football, but I'm, I am a football fan for UC. So. Okay. Um, but, um, so that's, I went to Xavier, swam, and um, just, you know, didn't know anybody. I, I really took that leap of faith, you know. I didn't want it to be high school 2.0. Although I think it's yeah. fine to, to know people at your school, but I literally, nobody from my high school, which was Carroll High School in Dayton, um, went to Xavier. So it was just crazy. And I was like, this is, I don't know anybody. And um, swim team helped, but I also got in with, um, they were they didn't have enough room in their freshman dorm, so they put me in an upperclassman dorm. So I was a freshman upperclass, and so I've talked about literally a fish out of water. Yeah. Um, you know, that weird kid, but it, it just, it actually turned out great. I'm still friends with, there were about, um, 15 other gals that got, were in the same situation. They just had a big influx of women at Xavier that year. Couldn't fit them in the freshman dorm, put us all in the upperclassman dorm. We're still friends today. So I just like to add that little anecdote, like we're in each other's weddings and that's, yeah. you know, yeah. that whole thing. So kind of fun. Um, after Xavier, um, I, actually struggled to find a job. And since we're being real on the podcast, um, I, I studied marketing and I didn't really know what that meant. I'm mm -hmm. like, 
And my dad's like, okay, marketing, you got out of school, you might be doing sales. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be a car salesman. And that's what it meant to me. I'm like, I don't want to be that cheesy, you know. Yeah. I'm like, what? Oh, I don't want to do that. So I struggled to find a job and finally got in with um, a really cool place, USA Today newspaper. Um, they had a local office here. And so I took, I was like bottom of the rung. I mean, wasn't even using my college degree. Mm-hmm. Took that job and, you know, was like a, a clerk is what they call it. They called a marketing clerk. So I was helping the people that were doing the sales, not, not the people that sell um, used to sell newspapers on their bikes to homes, <laughs> but they sold to corporations because it's a, a worldwide yeah. um, newspaper or USA Today. Um, they sold to corporations. They sold to, it was big um, in hotel rooms for a long time. Mm-hmm. You went to a nicer hotel, you got the USA Today newspaper. It was just kind of how it worked. And then they sold to schools, which was interesting. So they used it as a learning tool. This is before laptops, computers, and all. <laughs> because it had all the current events around the world. And yeah. so they were learning tools. So that's what the sales piece was. Okay. I was awful at that clerk job. Absolutely <laughs> awful because that's not what I was trained for. Yeah. I was not what Xavier, they trained me for, you know, marketing, sales, promotion, awareness, you know, on and on, not to type because we didn't have laptops, not to type, not to do some of the other stuff. Um, and so it was just, it was painful for me. Um, so a part of it then, Xavier didn't have a lot of internships. So I want to mention that too. Internships, 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 kids. Anything you can do to beef up that resume. And they didn't have a lot of guidance as far as what do you want to get out and do? And this is what you need to do to make yourself more marketable. It was, here's the college, go to the college, and then good luck. They did have some like Fifth Third and PNG would come in and interview and all of that. But um, they didn't have really like two plus two didn't make four. Meaning if you're going to study this, you need these skills too. So that I think we were talking about soft skills a minute ago, these soft skills, these, um, these tools, not just the education, but those tools to market yourself, CC so that people wanted to hire me. So anyways, when I'm like, fine, I'll go in, I'll, I'll take the hit and I've got to get some experience. So I got some experience and then finally got promoted and I was really good at it. So that was my sweet spot. And it was sales. I was selling to the hotels, selling to the schools, selling to the corporations. And I was really good at that. So I just, that really became my, my um, jam there. So I did that for a long time and I'll fast forward, fell in love, um, got married and my husband um, went to school at university of Tampa. We did a long distance and we said, where do we want to live? Cincinnati or Tampa, Florida. All of our family was here. You're in our 20s. We went to Florida. <laughs> um, and he, he had friends and, you know, and, and associates there. And he had a great job and all of that. So I ended up working with um, the, I did transfer with USA Today, but just to a whole different position I wasn't enjoying. So I, I just said, you know what, I'm going to go with what I know. I'm going to go, I see all these, this like big conglomerate of YMCAs. <clears throat> around here. Like there are like eight or nine YMCAs and it was a business. And I'm thinking, excuse me, <clears throat> I can take my swimming skills, which is my passion. And I can take my business skills. And somehow if I can get into that, yeah. that environment, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's where I need to be. And it was. So again, I had to start at the bottom, um, was doing some membership stuff, you know, and things like that, working at the front desk until they knew who I was and 
what, you know, where I went to school and that I had some experience. Once they started catching on, oh, this girl's, she's, she knows what she's doing. I, I became an executive with them pretty quickly um, and was running two or three um, YMCs on my own. And that was a lot of fun. Then the babies came. So I'm giving you the, the I'm trying to give you the quick version. And the babies started coming and it was time to go home, which was back here. Yeah, mm -hmm. And um, by the grace of God, we ended up in Loveland and neither of our families were here, but we didn't want to be in our family's backyard. It was in Northern Kentucky. One was in Dayton and we just felt like this was the right place to be. Yeah. So that's a quick kind of summation of, <laughs> yeah. of CC. So, um, and then I worked for a nonprofit. So I did the YMCA here when I was raising my kids. Um, they were kind of ahead of the, the curve in this. They let me do a lot of work from home. They, we actually, I would have meetings in the nursery at the YMCA with my kids running around and I'd be meeting with people <laughs> um, because they knew of my experience, but I only wanted to be part-time. Mm -hmm. So they're like, We'll do it on your terms. And so it was uh, kind of unbelievable. I did it for 10 years at the time. I know it's very acceptable today to work from home and all of that. Yeah. Um, and then I worked for another nonprofit. This is where I went full time again, Ohio Valley Voices. And in the, it's actually Miami Township, a Loveland area. And they teach deaf kids to speak. They actually don't um, sign. So they speak with the help of a cochlear implant. It's a miracle if you... When I look something up, Ohio Valley Voices is a really, really cool nonprofit. So all of it was sales, all of it was development. So my job was to go and get money for these nonprofits. And um, and it was through different ways, you know, events and um, annual campaigns and um, grants and things like that. So just along the way, I learned so many skills. Yeah. Um, was that, like you said, you kind of had to get money for these nonprofits. Did that... Uh, did you have to use those like business uh, skills, the marketing skills to kind of like market those charities? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you have to think, you know, if it's, if it's a nonprofit, first of all, I want to say this because I think it's important. You can't just go, I'm going to go work for XYZ nonprofit in my eyes. You have to believe in what you're selling because nonprofits aren't going to pay you what maybe a PNG corporation or somebody else is going to exactly. pay you. They, they can pay well. Um, and, but, you know, you, you have to believe in what you're selling, you know, and that's why I was like, I don't want to be a car salesman back when I was like, I don't care about, you know, I don't want to sell vacuums door to door. That was like a thing in the 70s or 60s. I don't remember. Maybe it's 50s. Um, that's not what I, you know, so I found things that I really could wrap my, my brain around. And I think that's where I think some of my success came from. I'm not trying to sound like, you know, I, I struggled. Don't misunderstand. They were struck. But once I wrapped my brain around what it was I was trying to sell as, you know, whether it was going back to newspapers and that newspaper to those um, different areas I mentioned, or it was the YMCA and, you know, the YMCA nonprofits obviously are, are something I feel strongly about. We were helping people that couldn't afford to go to a gym to come and do something healthy. So I worked with a lot of people that couldn't, I like gave them scholarships and things like that. Um, and I did the fundraising, so I got to see both sides of that. And then Ohio Valley Voice is a nonprofit. We're helping deaf kids. Deaf kids learn to speak so they can go out in the world and um, have a, a very successful future. So, you know, those are things I truly believed in. So first, yes, I had to go with my heart. I, went, I wanted to say that. Then second, I had to go with my business background, yes. And then you, I think it's important to put your most professional um, foot forward. Have fun, be yourself, but you've got to still be that professional. I've seen people, 
you know, kind of lose that edge. And I think you lose people's respect when you do that. So does that answer that? Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. yeah definitely. Um, so when we, we recorded an intro before this, like pre-recorded, and we talked about how you were part of the Little Miami Chamber Alliance. Uh, if you could give us like a little snippet of how you got involved in that and what you yeah yeah a lot of people ask that so i'm glad you asked um so i talked about the ymca ohio valley voices the ymca actually just to be clear was a blue ash and there's a reason i tell you this one point gosh how many years now man was close to 20 i think maybe um we wanted to try to get a ymca here in the loveland area and personally i still think that would be cool and i think it'd be well received Mm -hmm. um so i was in the development piece had a former, you know, executive background and all that, but I was adamant about staying home with my kids and staying part-time. However, um, I got involved with the campaign, if you will, to get a YMCA here. And the executive director of the Blue Ash Boys said, let's get Cece involved. And I said, I love it. I live in Loveland. I'm, you know, I'm all in. I'm passionate. You know, yeah. uh, don't do things halfway. You know, one of those people. So, um, yeah, I got involved that way. And so I got to know a lot of the folks here in Loveland that were kind of doing some of the leadership, the municipality leadership, you know, the mayor at the time, the um, city staff at the time, all of that, you know, all that group that was really trying to put this together. However, what I didn't understand, and sometimes I still don't because it gets complicated, and even with the upcoming school levy, you're like, what? Um, are the, some of the funding models. And the funding model that I think was put together was probably not a good fit at the time. And um, probably wouldn't be a good fit today. So I didn't understand really what I was asking people to vote on. I knew that it was a good thing for Loveland. I still believe it would be a good thing for Loveland. I'm not going to back down from that. And I'm taking a stand on that. I still think it's what we need. I think it's what the community needs. I think it's what our youth needs. Everybody needs here is a place to go. When I hear, um, you know, swim teams like this one and even Molars having to go to, you know, certain swimming pools at four in the morning because there's, there's just no time that they can get. It's ridiculous. So that's just one example. Sorry, tangent there. Um, if, we, if we have any government officials listening, yep. please yep. Let's get on that. Yeah. I, I, I'm in. Um, yeah, thanks. So, you know, I got involved and got to know some of the people here at that point in time. That levy didn't pass. Then I went to Ohio Valley Voices, and um, they were members of the chamber. Both were, the Blue Ash Y was too. Um, the Blue Ash Y, you're probably thinking, well, what does that have to do with the YMCA here? It just, it was the closest neighboring YMCA. So we worked with, there's like a, um, I think there's like six YMCAs under the greater Cincinnati. So there's like a main office of all the YMCAs. So we worked with them, but they wanted some boots on the ground here. And that's when they felt like the Blue Ash people, they started to look who was going to the Blue Ash Y. It was a lot of Loveland people. So that's why, that's how that, we got involved. That makes sense. Ohio Valley Voices on Branch Guinea Road. Um, they um, were members of the of the chamber as well. And I would go to things and I was like, this is a nice group, you know, great way to get some your message out. A lot of people didn't know about Ohio Valley Voices. And that was, to me, that's, that's marketing 101. You know, how can anybody help you? How can anybody come be your customer, your client, your, you know, one of the children in the program, if they don't know you're there, if they don't know you exist? So I still kind of hate my drum about that, even with things that we do with the chamber. So, um, we we got involved a little bit and then all of a sudden i wasn't hearing anything from the chamber wasn't hearing anything and then we get an email hey if anybody wants to apply you know we're looking for a little i was like i think 
I could do this. But I thought it was a government position. A lot of people do. Yeah. So I thought, I don't know if I have that. I didn't study government, and so I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know what what it was. And a lot of people don't know what a chamber does. So you guys can ask me that next. But, yeah. So that's you know, I I threw my hat in the ring. I updated my resume. I had been at Ohio Valley Voices for five years. Had done the development. Uh, felt like it was successful. You know, they seemed to really like the money that was coming in. It was you know significant. So we we're building some things up. But I felt like I kind of outgrown my position a little bit too. It was time for me to to have my own baby in some aspects. So this was attractive to me and I threw my hat in the ring. And then it's um, it's actually ran by 15 board of directors. So I have 15 people that I answer to. All business, either owners, leaders, um, or, or work in a, an area of business in some capacity. So those are my bosses, or those 15 people. So we are actually a nonprofit as well. We're not like um, helping kids like the YMCA or helping people less fortunate, but we are helping businesses to grow and thrive. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like you mentioned before, we're going to ask you this now. Uh, <laughs> what, what is what, a chamber? Yeah. What is a chamber? What, what do you, yeah. 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 And you I, kind of I think that's so before, important but. to, to, you know, continually put this message out because, um, you know, we're, we aren't ran by the local government. We support them and um, they support us. So, um, we are, our mission, I'll just give it, is to help businesses grow and thrive. So I'm looking at this, you know, coming in and I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> How do I do that for like hundreds of businesses? I don't know. What, yeah. So, you know, I just started to, to research what other chambers were doing. And then I looked at, it's, it's kind of, again, it's one of those puzzles. Like look at everything. I looked at what other chambers were doing. I looked at our area at the time. I've been there over nine years, almost nine and a half years. And I thought, hmm. Okay, now I get it. Now I get it. Helping businesses grow and thrive. So how can I take this awesome town of Loveland at the time, we expanded since then, and help them grow and thrive? Well, here's an idea. Let's ask the business owners. You know, they know their business better than I do. They know a restaurant. They know a, a pottery place. They know a skate land. They know a grocery store. Let me ask them, you know, what's What's their perspective on helping a business? So their first thing at the time, a little different than now, I have to put this out because it's a hot topic. And, and look, they said, bring us people. I said, okay, I can do that. I can do that. I can bring you people. Let's, let's, have, we're going to have some events. So <laughs> marketing, there. marketing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I looked around, I'm like, we're going to have some events. And it wasn't just, um, you know, when I think when people think of chambers or they used to, and, and back in my era was, I always say boring chamber chicken dinner. I said I am going to be the anti-boring chamber chicken dinner. Um, we actually only do one dinner a year, and it's to award, pass out awards to the businesses for and recognize them for all they do. Um, but other than that, I'm thinking we're going to like this isn't going to be your grandma's chamber. We're going to have some fun. We can have fun. <laughs> we can still be professional. We can still get the job done, and we're going to have some fun. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let's throw some parties. We're going to throw some parties in downtown Loveland. And I talked to the city manager at the time. This was like my first couple weeks. And there was this whole political city manager is the guy who runs the city that's not elected but hired. And there was some political stuff because I don't even want to go into it. But um, he looked at me and he goes, have a party. I said, all right, let's do it. I said, here's my thing. Uh, I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it in, in Nisbet Park. So I knew this was a little bit of an edgy thing. I'm not going to have it in Nisbet Park, 
because nobody knows this what parks A back there and that stage faces the wrong way, in my opinion. So I'm like, I can't do it. If, if you're going to, at the time, Loveland Station were graders and uh, Flourish and what else is over there? A vertical drop and mm-hmm. yeah. Bird. Um, that wasn't there. It was a big dirt lot, except yeah. for one house. Another political thing. Uh, except for one house. So I said, all right, I'm going to get a band. <laughs> I'm going to invite any business that wants to come out and have a booth. Come out and have a booth. We're going to get, um, so I had a couple bands, had some beverages um, of different sorts, and fireworks, and had had a party right there in the middle of Loveland. And that's kind of, was one of the big takeoff points. You know, that that particular event, I'm not going to say we killed it. I mean, it was fine. It was good compared mm-hmm. to what, what you see now for 4th of July or Oktoberfest or Christmas in July. You know, the one went, it was, it was good. I mean, but Loveland isn't what it is today. Mm-hmm. But people started saying, they're like, well, that looks like fun. It's right down the street. I don't have to go downtown Cincinnati. Like, I can go down there, hang out with my, see everybody. Do yeah. It just started to grow and grow and grow. It was so fun to see that. So, anyways, I, I digress to answer the question. Chambers help businesses grow and thrive. How that happens is defined differently in every chamber and which they serve. So, Claremont Chamber they're a little more, they have a lot more manufacturing there, a little more industrial. Maybe we have some here in our industrial park, the Commerce Center. Downtown Cincinnati, whole different animal and what they're going to do than what I'm going to do for our area. The other thing that's part of our mission is to be a liaison with the government. Mm-hmm. So if I was given a crazy example, let's just say um, our our government, I'm going to make this up and they're going to crack up. Like they decided we're going to start taxing every business to um, shovel the sidewalk. We're going to add a tax on just to shovel your sidewalk. The businesses might come and say, let's come together and say, no, we're already paying taxes. That's ridiculous. We are already paying taxes for that. So um, they might come to me and say, let's, you know, or, or I come to them and say, I'm kind of supposed to be the eyes and ears a little bit. So I go to a lot of the, the meetings um, and, and sit and listen through the meetings that can be very long, but just make sure I'm up on what's happening. So there's nothing crazy happening. And a lot of them know that, you know, the government officials know and the city knows I am listening. I'm paying attention. So um, hopefully it works both ways. It's not just a bad thing. They say, Hey, we want to do a during COVID. I love what they did during COVID. So during COVID they got money from the state yeah. to help the businesses. So we put out to the businesses, Hey, you need something, you know, during COVID, there's some money here. Let us, let us help pump some of that back into your business and help you grow so that you have maybe a bigger outdoors because there was just outdoor singing. If you remember the craziness of COVID, that really was crazy for businesses, as you can imagine. So like Ramsey is a great example. So they had an outdoor area, but they could only use it in the summer because it wasn't really, they were able to kind of block that in, get some heaters out there, and then they could serve more people outside all year long in social distance and have more people. So that, that COVID money helped. So I worked with the city like, hey, I didn't get the money. I'm not going to sit here and tell you about yeah. that. Hey, yeah. see, um, but they, they applied for the money. And then we helped get that out to the businesses and help them. So it's we're a liaison for the businesses to the city. Okay. Um, you talked about downtown mm-hmm. Loveland. It's it's come a long way. Like it's, it's really cool down there. And um, it hasn't always been like that. You said before, like it's yeah. grown a lot, but um, have you helped 
with the development of that? Like the, cause there are a lot of local businesses that have kind of, uh, I mean, Just started there. Yeah. 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 So were you uh, part of that, like making that happen? Yeah. I, I'd like to think so. You know, it's, it's one of those where, you know, I don't think it's one person that, that really, created it, you know, right. I, I really hope that I was I mean, your alliance, your chamber alliance, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really hope that I was I was part of that resurgence in the downtown area. When I got here, um, in the downtown area, and um there was there was Paxton's and the Tano's had just come in and then uh the works had ju- had just um I think they'd been there a year or two, something like that. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe a little longer. So then and then my first or maybe it was my second day. We were in this little house that's over on Second Street. You know, I'm like, you know what? I need to like really see down here to see what I've got to work with. You know, so I started walking, and I walked down. Really, wasn't even the bike trail. I just walked down with the, it's Railroad Avenue, and I looked around. You know, Nisbet Park's on my left, and these cute houses are on my right. And I'm like, this is like really cool. Like people would want to hang out here. It kind of reminded me. You're gonna laugh of Key West. With this, with the big porches and all that, and the sun was shining that day. I'm like, that it, it, we've got to make sure people know this is here. This is a gem, like no other. This is the coolest place that I wish I would have known about, you know, several years ago, having lived in. And I've actually was in Miami Township, but I would have come down here a lot more and hung out. It's just it was beautiful. So, you know, with that vision, I really hope that I helped bring that forward. You know, I. You know, the, the, the city, you know, that they certainly have been helpful with, you know, helping building. But another thing that a chamber does is that economic development. So I, in a sense, you know, we talked about sales earlier. Yeah. I'm selling Loveland. I'm, we actually, I'm part of Sims Township and Miami Township now. We made that official because a lot of people thought 45140. And again, a political, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on somebody here. Loveland Big B Coffee. Um, and it's okay. <laughs> they call themselves Loveland Bigby Coffee. They're, they couldn't be more Miami Township. So that's where their tax dollars go is Miami Township. Even the mayor called me and she goes, why are they calling themselves Loveland Bigby Coffee? You know, I'm like, you don't understand. Like you're too close to it. I moved to, I moved to the area and I said, I was in Loveland. You know, I, I live in Miami Township, you know, and I should, you know, I know better now. So I don't say that, but you know, the common person that lives in Sims Township, you know, Loveland's the biggest city that's around. They're saying Loveland. I give the analogy, you go to the airport, right? And you're talking to somebody from Cincinnati and you say, where are you from? And they say, oh, I'm from, you know, the West Side or I'm from Anderson or I'm from Mason. I say I'm from Loveland. I don't say Miami Township specifically, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. That They'd be like, well, there's a bunch of Miami Townships. I don't know what that means. If I'm in Florida and they say, oh, you're from Ohio. What part of Ohio? Yeah, I'm not saying Miami Township. I'm not even saying Loveland. I say Cincinnati. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I say that all the time. And the, the, um, the politicians, it, it upsets them because they work hard to build what they have in their townships, their cities, municipalities, villages. And they should. They should be so proud. That's why we hire them. Um, but that, you know, that's just a perspective of, um, but so yes, I, I digress there. And so we expanded in 2016 um, to be able to serve more people and um, very blessed. People liked what they saw in Loveland and what we were doing as a chamber in Loveland. 
again, it's not just me. I'm the face. I'm the person that's been here nine and a half years, but it's 15 board members that have rotated through different terms. And we've had a couple different staff that have helped me. And um, so it's not just one person, but I'd like to think I had a vision and, and hopefully brought that forward and helped some economic development. Economic development is helping to sell the area in which you're serving, bring in people that say, I got to be in downtown Loveland. This is, ex I want my business seen here. That's, those are my customers. People are filling up downtown. They're going to see my store. They're going to want my service. So that's, that's what we do. That's a big piece. And that's kind of whenever I do an event or anything, I go back to that mission. Am I helping businesses grow and thrive? Am I helping economic development? Am I, serve, am I uh, serving the businesses as a liaison to the government municipalities? Okay. Um, you talked about you talked about Loveland Bigby earlier, and then you talked about um, those houses like back by Nisbet and back by the bike trail. So are there like any specific examples of businesses that you've helped grow and develop? Yeah, I, I have one that I just, and it's it's really funny. Clavroom Records. You guys knew who oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, gosh, I think they've been here. So I've been there. So I'm going to say seven years. So they came in. You know, if you've if you've seen the owners, one's his name's Bob, the other's Terry. I think they've brought some other people in, but at the time it's Bob and Terry. And um, Terry's got hair down to here, and Bob's just like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's just they're just cool dudes. It's kind of their vibe. It's the whole thing. They 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 you know check all the boxes for a hipster thing, and they came in town and they tried to talk to some other people, you know, about getting into. Um, some of their locations, nobody would, nobody would help them. They came to me and they brought something. I thought that was like a portfolio. They brought me a portfolio and it was hard copy. They said, this is, our, this is our business plan. Said, All right. At the time I had had, and I, I'm not making this up, probably half a dozen people in my office a month wanting to come to Loveland that just on a whim, you know, oh man, I'm going to put this here. I'm going to put a coffee shop you know, with no, these guys, I looked at their business plan and I looked at them and I read it and I was thorough. It made sense. It was well thought out. I said, how can I help? What can, what can we do? Yeah. And they said, we can't get anybody's attention. Nobody wants us. They don't think we have what it takes to make this business a go. They're not listening to us. When we talk to real estate agents, when we talk to owners of certain buildings that we want to rent out. They're not listening to us easy. I said, okay, let's do this. So not going to mention any names or anything of the people wouldn't listen to them, but they gave me some names and I, I reached out and I knew also that um, vinyl was on the rise. And I knew that other vinyl stores in, in bigger cities in Cincinnati had been very successful. And I had read something, you know, just that's where you read stuff that you're like, why am I reading this? Sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just caught, you know, some articles that I just knew this was, and I liked, I saw where, you know, restaurants were coming in restaurants, restaurants, bars, restaurants. Rest, I'm like, we need more than that here. We've got to get, you know, we, we've got the, we've got the Tano's crowd. We've got the go watch football and eat wings crowd. We've got, we've got to get more people to keep this momentum of what I'm seeing in Loveland. We've got to get yet another demographic to come into the Loveland area. So that's where I got excited about what they had to offer is bringing in this whole other demographic. And I knew the industry was taking off as well. 
So it's just, you know, I'm not trying to sound full of myself, but you no. asked and I'm yeah. very proud of that. Yeah. And so, yeah, we worked and I, that was one of the proudest moments um, of, of my, you know, being in the chamber was cutting the ribbon with them and, yeah. and working with those guys. And now they've got like a recording studio. Well, they, they moved from the building that they were into where this, this store was and it's its own house. This it's way bigger than it looks. It used to be the pizzazz building. It's mm -hmm. next to city hall. And this has got nooks. It's one of those, like there's, you know, caves and crevices yeah. and basements and attics. And so now they have a recording studio in there. And they're making so much money. <laughs> I'm like, hey, don't forget about me. I mean, I don't, no. um, but they're great. And um, I, I don't do much with them anymore. They just, they've taken off. And it's just, I'm like a proud mama with that. So, yeah. yeah. That's mm -hmm. cool. I mean, that, mm -hmm. I'm a yeah. frequent customer of that place. Yeah, I don't, so my dad, I'm a yeah. nerd out a little bit. My dad uh, got out his turntable from 1985, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, so he gave that to me. And I've been going there a lot, getting mm -hmm. some like so some fun. really good stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm like cool. with my 20 year old son. I'm like, look what look what I saved, and he's like, I don't really want to listen to Grease or Saturday Night Fever <laughs> or <laughs> Olivia Newton John. I'm like, no, these are classics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, mom. No, I'm going to I'm going to Plaid Room. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what what's your like? You talked about your professional involvement with Loveland, but what can you kind of talk about your personal involvement with, with Loveland? Because I'm sure you. Like, obviously, I'm sure you're very involved with the community, so yeah. you elaborate on that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, one of the things, you know, I tell business owners today is, um, you know, I think you get kind of funnel vision when you own something and you look at this is my demographic. This is all I'm going to network with. And this is all I'm going to do. And um, by by nature, um I think people started to get to know me, which is which is very nice. I got asked to sit on a lot of different boards, committees, the school. I was, you know, very. I've always been very involved in the school. Believe in, you know, not. To, I believe in the youth and and let's help them, you know, and, and give back. So I love being involved with the schools. It's probably one of my favorite. I was involved with Nest Life Food Pantry. Um, the care center, we started um, after the fire, we started Loveland Legacy Foundation. Um, and I, yeah, I could go on. I, I just, I can't remember. Anymore. So a little too much in my defense to where I was like spread a little thin at one point. And this was probably year four or five um, of being in the chamber. I'm like, okay, I, you know, yeah. and I wanted to help. If I'm going to do something, I don't want to just be a, a placeholder. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do something to help Let's, you know, or get out of the way, so, you know, move, follow, or get out of the way, <laughs> leave, follow, or get out of the way. Sorry. Um, so, um, I, you know, I was going to participate. So yeah, that those are just a couple that I've been involved in. And the, what I, going back to businesses and that funnel vision, I think it's so important to get involved because you never know like who you're going to be sitting next to, who you're going to be sitting on a committee with, who you're going to be talking to. Who, and it all became a full circle. It was 360 for me. Mm -hmm. So that's where we started to see because we're like a non, we're like a non, a small business ourselves. So I'm full time and I have a salary. So the, I've got to make that money through membership. So I needed to get more members. And so you know, through getting to know more people, you know, I maybe I'm sitting next to somebody and his wife owns a business. Oh my gosh, my wife needs to get involved. She, I'm trying to get her to get out in the community. Well, I'm your gal. 
I'm going to help you get out to the community, get involved, get to know people, get to know, you know, the people that you want to. And another thing we do is if a new business is starting, we, you know, we are a resource. So um, I, I know, and I think it's great to keep it local, of course, because we're a small business. You know, if you're starting a business, you know, you need an attorney, you need an accountant, you need a marketing person, you need a social media person, you know, just depending on what you're doing. You know, let me help you find people that, you know, personally that I've worked with because we work with a lot of them. And I do that because I want to speak intelligently. I want to tell you who, who we work with on our website, who helps us and what they do for us. Maybe not a good fit for you. You got two or three others. I can tell you about them, too. Um, the accountants we work with. I want to tell you and I want to be able to speak to that intelligently. So I think, again, that 360 moment of, you know, getting to know. And I'll tell somebody if I'm getting, you know, on a committee, I'm, you know what? We really don't have an attorney in our chamber. I think if you're in our chamber, I can refer business to you. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to promise that, but I think I can get you some new clients. Okay. You know, so it's, it's all that um, networking and resources. So, and you know, the networking, again, getting involved, going back to what you said, you know, do it for the right reasons. You know, don't be a placeholder. Don't be like, Oh, guess, guess how many uh, committees and, and boards I sit on in, in the year. That's not what it's about. You know, that's not going to get you anywhere. Make a difference. You know, if you're going to sit on that, make a difference. People will notice and they want to hang out with you and they want to be part of that. Hmm. Sounds like you've done a great job of meeting new people yeah. or, and Thank getting you. involved. Like it's exhausting uh, sometimes. Yeah, you know, well, I bet, but, I uh, <laughs> but it's fun. Before this, I was asked like I mean, we've been asked like who we've had on the podcast already and who our next guest is, and mm -hmm. I said, "Oh, CC Collins from the uh, Little Miami Chamber Alliance," and they're like, "Oh, well, I know CC Collins." Oh, so yeah. well, happens yeah. many times. So thanks. Yeah. I hope it was good. Like, ah. <laughs> 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 no, all positive. All positive. Okay, I swear. Okay. I swear. Yeah. Yeah, I think is this. I think this is our last question or one of our last questions. Yeah. You, but we we had to ask this question. Uh, <laughs> circling back around to our our Tink business partner Alex Saletta. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you could kind of talk about what he does for, for the Chamber Alliance, and it's, I think it's an internship, right? It is. It is. So, you talked about that before, like yeah. internships, internships, internships. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple things. Um, and I'm a little defensive because I I I want to do a better job for our interns. So I, I that's my caveat in this. We, um, we, we do get our funding through membership, and some of our funding comes through events. And so some events we do, uh, you know, this is total transparency on us, we do, um, and we don't make any money off of as a chamber. And um, we have myself full-time, then we have two part-time um, employees. And then some events we do and we make money. So, but some events we do simply because it benefits it's part of our mission. Yeah. So um, we just did a, a um, professional development. Ask Alex about this one. This was a good one. A professional development um, event yesterday where we went to Tano's and it was about um, polish your presence. Like, and it was about, you know, what you want to say at a lunch if you're being interviewed, what you want to do at a lunch. Don't eat like it's your last meal, guys, by the way. Don't like chow on your – yeah. Don't order the most expensive thing on the menu when you go interview. Um, those are just a few little tidbits we learned. But so Alex got – you know, he, he got to participate in that. We have been – and this is why I'm defense. We have done a lot of events because they came at a very busy time. We had um, the Frogman, which is a, a mini triathlon we put on. And we do that because we have so many health and wellness businesses in yeah. our area. And we sit on the river, we sit on the bike trail, 
and we didn't have a mini triathlon and people asked us to do it years ago. And I'm like, all right. And it sells out every year. Homerama this year. We, they had to be part of Homerama. So I, 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 that's why I'm defensive. I don't want them to think they're just here to help us with events. Mm -hmm. um, and then we just did Oktoberfest, which was massive. Yeah. And so he'll tell you, all I'm doing is moving stuff around for them. <laughs> I put down their steps with a broken leg. Um, so we've done a lot of that, but we're going to get a lot more into that networking, professional development, and all of that. We, we've started to get in more of that. We have our annual awards dinner where we award um, businesses in 12 different categories. And then we're going to be meeting with some businesses as I talk about the chamber and listen to what the businesses have to offer. So we've got a couple meetings coming up with that. We've got some ribbon cuttings where we welcome businesses um, and we do a big ribbon cutting. So they'll be a part of all of that. Um, some of it is low man on the totem pole work. They're, you know, they're stuffing envelopes. They're helping us. When I go meet with a business, I have a packet and it is hard copy because I'm sitting. I like to meet with them still a little old school. Um, so I want to have visuals when I meet with them, you know, these are the discounts you get. This is what we offer. This is what, you know, you can do. And so I like to have those things. So they're stuffing packets and things like that. Um, we did go for ice cream the other day. So they got ice cream and they've got tonos so far. So we try to try to feed them well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Alex says that he really enjoys it. He, Good. Uh, it's he, fun. Yeah. Yeah. He well, and Gavin cool. Lamb are on Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. adore both of them. And I don't mean that in a condescending manner, <laughs> but they just, you know, they're there when we need them. They haven't complained about all these events, which again is going to, you know, that's going to start declining. As, yeah. But as far as the more business to business, so we do. Business to community, the Oktoberfest, you know, and um, the Frogman event, talked about that one. Homerama was more business to business. Um, we're going to start doing more business to business just when the weather's nice, we do stuff outside. So that's it. All right. Do we have any more questions? I mean, we have one more thing, I guess. Uh, just like f any future projects or endeavors that uh, you or the Little Miami Chamber Alliance has coming up that you'd be able to. I mean, uh, you're not, not, not trying to spoil it. Yeah, it can yeah, right. yeah. like the, yeah. Um, you know, we, I appreciate that. We, we did add a new event this past year that did, we, we grade ourselves internally, uh, you know, yeah. that we gave it a B, maybe B plus event. Um, it was our health and wellness event. It was in Nisbet Park. I think the location's great, um, all this, but we did these breakout sessions where we had, we didn't want to just do physical health and wellness, like, all right, this gym's over here. And, you know, we have a lot of chiropractors, a lot of PTs, we've got, and um, nutritionists. We don't want to just do the physical body. We wanted to do mine. So we had breakout sessions. Nobody came. <laughs> so, so I think that's, you know, in my mind, that's the next event I really want to focus on and see what we can do better and ask those businesses, what can we do better for that event for you? So we do these events, you know, we had 30 different businesses plus out there. What can we deliver better for you guys to make that a better experience? Yeah. So I'm always looking at what can we do to do our job better? I mean, really, and you know, and our board helps with that, you know, I'll say, you know what, nobody went to those. Hey, how about you move them over here and you do less of them? Try that. Well, well you know, and I also try to take a step back and say, if I were not so close to this, I'm the chamber president, what would I want to, you know, I like health and wellness. I like to work out, you know, what would I want to be a part of? I would go do a workout, you know, like a half an hour workout for fun. So maybe try yoga. I haven't done that. You know, I do a lot of yoga, but try that. You know, I haven't done that before. Try a dance class. 
try this kind of a class, a kickboxing class, see if I like it. You know, I would do something more like that. Walk around the businesses, get the free stuff, you know, um, try some of the healthy food. They always have healthy. So I would, I think that's what I would do. So um, that, other than that, in 2023, we don't have any brand new events. Um, we added Oktoberfest in 21. So this was the second year. Still kind of building that up and honing in on, like, food truck rally. We, we've been doing that for almost 10 years. Yeah. We get, but we're going to add another day. So that is a spoiler alert. You got it right here. Oh, Hot boy. off the press, guys. It. It's usually just one day Saturday. We're going to do it Friday nights, like 4 to 10 Friday. And then, actually, I think it's just 3 to 10 Saturday. So we're going to do two days. Okay. So just to give more people opportunity to come out. Yeah. So, yeah. What? On a weekend. What exactly is Oktoberfest? I mean, I've heard Alex talking about it, but I don't really. I mean, yeah. it is. I, I, we're celebrating our German heritage, you guys. Come oh. On. No, what were you saying? No, I was just saying I had to drive through Oktoberfest, and there was so, I mean, it was insane how many people yeah. were there. Like, it was yeah. actually crazy. I mean, yeah. Um, I love this, this part of it. So for a couple of years, you know, we're doing events downtown, and everybody's got ideas, right? That's the one thing I love about my job. Everybody has an idea. You should, you should do this, CC. <laughs> oh, should I? <laughs> How much work is that going to be? But I kept hearing, you should do Oktoberfest. I'm like, all right, all right, you know. And I'm like thinking, how do I do this best? And um, the mayor came to me, and she was one of them. Like, we should do Oktoberfest. I'm like, I don't been to a whole lot of Oktoberfest. My husband went to the real one in Germany many, many years ago. But I'm like, I don't, I don't really know what to do. So um, cancer-free kids, got to mention them, cancer-free kids came to me and they said, hey, we help with the October Fest in downtown Cincinnati. What if we brought it here? I'm like, all right. All, it's like that commercial. All the signs were coming together. I'm like, let's sit down. Let's all sit down and figure this out. Like, what do we need to do at the Oktoberfest here in Cincinnati? I mean, in Loveland, goodness, in Loveland. So got all my information, and I have the best coworker, Meredith, um, who I work with, and she is so good with event implementation. Like, I kind of get overwhelmed with details, like, ah, you know, and she can dig in and go, all right, we can get this Warsteiner beer truck that opens up like a transformer. This guy can come. All right, we're going to get axe throwing. We're going to get... Um, you know, the schnapps band, we're going to get all these German bands. All right, we're going to get um, a wiener dog race. You know, we're going to have, so what, you know, what are things you've seen in an Oktoberfest, you know? And so we're just brainstorming, brainstorming. And then we start looking at, can we do this? Can we afford this? Can we get sponsors? Sponsors are key because being a nonprofit, you can't lose money so much. Like, if I lost too much money, I don't get paid, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's where our... Nonprofits are mostly made up of their personnel. So it's not like I'm selling a, something, a widget on the side, like I'm selling, you know, jeans or something, and I have that income coming in. I don't have that. I have membership and I have possibly events. So um, so that's kind of, you know, where, where Oktoberfest came from itself. We're going to work to make it more of a family-friendly event because it was kind of centered around the Warsteiner, which is a um, very German beer. Mm -hmm. And we want to make it a little more family friendly. Okay. Does that explain a little that, bit? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that helps. It's, it's, a, it's a festival yeah, yeah. centered around German heritage and, and libations. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. I think I think that's all we have for you today. But thank you yeah. so much. 
uh, for coming on. We got a lot of information, yeah. so we appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. Michael, yeah. do you have anything um, to say? I'm sorry, I said that was going to be the last question, but yeah. you, I mean, we should have been recording five minutes before we started. You talked about your podcast. I just want you to oh, talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of shout that out. Yeah, let's yeah, get that on. Right, right, we're starting to get into our groove a little bit. So we had interviewed, um, we have something called Chamber of Partners, and we'd kind of interviewed them and probably need to go back and do that again. But we're like, how can we kind of use this shamelessly to promote what we have? And I, and you guys should do that at the end of this too. Like <laughs> Tigers Inc. This is what we got going on next. Yeah. You know, I'm, this is where you can go. But um, so I started looking at, so for example, let's use Oktoberfest because we just talked about that. And we had a presenting sponsor and it was Wolterman Law. So I said, let's bring in Wolterman Law because to do a podcast, honestly, I don't mean to offend anybody in their business, but to just talk about um, we're lawyers and we help people and with law you know, yeah, yeah. isn't the most exciting. So what if we brought in a presenting sponsor of an event and then that way they can talk about what they do and we can talk about what Oktoberfest is and then they can talk about their involvement. Yeah. So we've started doing that. That's a little bit where our podcast is on. So we're getting ready to talk about annual awards. Um, shameless plug here. We um, just did the nominate, got the nominations. So anybody anybody um you know whether you're part of the chamber or not part of the chamber you're a student you're a grandma grandpa whatever you can nominate a business i had the best customer service at paxton's i want to nominate paxton's you know this was going on i had all this family we didn't have a reservation of course and they were able to accommodate a, whatever this this sort you can nominate a business we did close those um because we have to move on and we've got to let all the nominees know that they've been nominated and then they have to answer a couple questions. Then it goes to an, a selection committee that I am not on. I want to emphasize that I do not decide who wins or loses. Cause people go, why didn't I win? Um, <laughs> I get it all the time. So, um, goes to our selection committee, selection committee. There was literally, this is kind of cool. A war room, like seven to nine people that they're looking at all the nominees, looking at their responses, looking what they've done in the community. And they're picking and they're talking about why they think this person deserves emerging business, nonprofit of the year, women-owned business of the year, customer service, business of the year, 12 different categories. So um, so that's my, my shameless plug. That, so that's where we're at. We got all the nominations in. We're going to go to the selection committee. And then the event is on November 17th. So that's where we announce the winners. Mm -hmm. We usually get kind of a, a regional celebrity. I don't know if you knew like John Popovich. He was older, but he was... A, um, um, they call him Popo. He was, he's um, retired now, but he was our MC for years and he did the sports for Channel 9. We had Molly Watson with Q102 helped us. So um, I'm not sure who our MC is this year. Um, we're working on that, but that's November 17th. So that's the next big event. And so we'll um, bring that presenting sponsor in and we're going to do a podcast about that, kind of talk about that um, event and what that looks like and try to encourage people to attend and then um, focus on a business as well. All right. So you, it's called Chamber Chat? Chamber, Chamber Chat. Chat. Where can people find that? They can find it on, we we blast it out. Um, um, at any of your, where, what do they say? Wherever you get your podcast from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that what they always yeah, say. They do so much. Wherever yeah. you get your podcast. So we do it through, and I don't know a lot about the technical part, through BuzzFeed. Mm -hmm. And so BuzzFeed then puts it on, you know, whatever, I guess. Uh, Spotify, Spotify, Apple, Apple. Spotify, yeah. Apple yeah. and then we blast it out um, as um, our um, to our contacts 
on our Facebook page, Instagram, and all that. So um, we've gotten up to 100 listeners. I'm excited. Wow. I know. Good job. Right? <laughs> I mean, you guys can appreciate that. Yeah. I'm like, and they're, so they send me a report each week. And um, I really, you know, I got a shout out to one of our board members, Nick Winnenberg, his brother, Alex Winnenberg. They put it on for us and we don't pay anything. Mm-hmm. And then um, my coworker, they really do all the work for it. And I just come in and talk. But um, I get the reports on, on what the numbers are. I'm like, this is awesome. People really want to know. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so I, I'm, we're having a lot of fun with it. We had Randy Rico coming for the Oktoberfest. Oh, really? And we did it like, I don't know. I don't know if I should mention this in school, but I'm going to. Like, um, uh, pardon my take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barstool, pardon my take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I don't know. I know. No, I've I've listened to that. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's not, yeah. It's it's a little. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. It's a little out there, so don't listen to it. Okay. Um, (laughs) What they do is they actually, because these, it's a bunch of dudes, and they, so they they actually wear costumes and stuff sometimes. So I got the idea because they had done one for um, the Game of Thrones, which is House of Dragons. And I was cracking up because it's a bunch of dudes, and they're, House of Dragons, if you watch it, they're all like, they have like blonde hair and long hair, even yeah, the guys. Sure. It's yeah. like a thing. So, but you go to part of my take, and they're doing a podcast about that, and they're all wearing the blonde hair. <laughs> and they're wearing dragon masks. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, but- so for Oktoberfest, I mean, Randy Rico, like we were like in October, you know, we had all the Oktoberfest <laughs> stuff going on. Yeah. We had Steins out. We had, so we um, taped it too. So I thought that was. That was fun. I thought it was cool. Sorry. But yeah, no. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So we're having a good time with it. Chamber chat. Chamber chat. Wherever Luther, you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> thank you. Good one. Yeah. And we'll blast it out. Thanks so much, you guys. Yeah. 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 Enjoy this. Yeah. No problem. So that's episode. Love Tiger's Eve. You guys are killing it. Sweet. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We appreciate that. Sure. All right. Episode four, Budding Business. All right. Thank you for listening to episode four of the new season of Budding Business. Uh, if you're still here, uh, Congrats! Um, made it through fifty minutes of podcast. That was That's a lot crazy. of that was a lot of information we provided with you, and uh, um, to kind of compile that in your brain is a lot. So uh, Michael Takoski is going to break it down for you a little recap. Yeah, so I just have some things to point out. I mean, early on she mentioned uh, her work with uh, the YMCA and uh, her nonprofits, and I thought it was interesting. She pointed out how she works, or she kind of her passion was swimming, yeah. and her professional skills like with business and marketing yeah right yeah yeah. she kind of brought those together and it's just uh, something pretty big to point out Uh, we had our meetings with mr mernan at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. and he kind of said the same exact thing to me and i've had a couple more people like tell me the exact same thing kind of like bringing together what you're passionate about and what you're good at bring those together to do something great yeah and that's kind of the that's one so i'm not really trying to get involved here that's not really the i mean you could that is the theme of not just this podcast, but also Tigers Inc. So why, oh, yeah. why we're here, and that's that's the theme of why we're doing this is to to, to bring passion into business. And that's exactly why we're here. So yeah. sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, and no. Continue. I mean, if you have anything else to add, but um, she also talked a lot about marketing, and I think that's also a pretty good theme of this uh, episode. That's kind of been evident in her whole life, as she mentioned. And a lot of people think of marketing as just like oh, advertisements, commercials, whatever, but really it can be anything. She talked about like marketing the whole city of Loveland, like making it known, marketing herself, which is, I, I think is a pretty big thing to point out. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else? I don't have anything else to add really. I mean, she didn't mention her work in the Loveland community, which I absolutely love. Cause when I first, 
you know, reached out to her and made contact with the Little Miami Chamber Alliance. I thought it was, to be honest with you, in Moro by yeah. Little Miami. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. for it to be, I mean, she just gave us her business card uh, in between the end of this, the end of the podcast, actual recording, and it's literally on Carl Brown Way in downtown Lublin. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's crazy. Her involvement with the community has been insane, and uh, you know, we look forward to. I mean, maybe even having one of her compadres on on <laughs> on, in the, on in the future. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Episode four, Buddy the Business, our best one yet. And we hope you guys tune in.